وَلَا تَقْتُلُ النَّفْسِ And do not kill the person, the soul. Which soul? Which person? Allati, which? And Allati is feminine over here because the word nafs in the Arabic language is referred to as feminine. So do not kill the soul which حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ Allah has forbidden. Meaning Allah has forbidden that it should be killed. In other words, that soul, that person, his life is sacred. Don't kill him. إِلَّا except بِالْحَقِّ By right. Meaning when there is a just reason, when there is a just cause for that person's life to be taken away. Why? Because they have done something so horrible, they've committed such a serious offense that in order to be punished, their life must be taken away. And we hear about such crimes all the time. Right? That people on the death row. Why? Because of the serious crimes that they have committed. So don't kill others. Because human life is valuable. Human life is sacred. And I mean human life, whether that is of a Muslim or a disbeliever or a dhimmi, meaning someone who is living in the Muslim land. Human life is sacred. Over here, a nafs has been used. Not Muslim. Not mu'min. Because human life itself is sacred. Allati حَرَّمَ Allahu إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ Except for a just cause. And there are several reasons because of which a person... It's justified that his life must be taken away. But remember, we are no ones to say, oh, they deserve to be killed. So you know what? Let's take a gun and run into the parliament and shoot, shoot, shoot. No. We are no ones to take the law in the hand. We cannot do that. This is wrong. When Allah has made human life sacred, we have to respect human life. Yes, there are causes. But those causes, they're not you know, justified by us, by ordinary people like us. We are no ones to say, this one deserves to live and this one deserves to die. We cannot take the law in our hand. Even in a Muslim land, no person can just go and say, oh, you know what? This person, he's done this, I'm going to kill him. No. In a Muslim land, the Khalifa, the person who is you know, in authority, the Amir, he's supposed to issue the orders. The judge, the qadi, he's supposed to decide that yes, this person is guilty. Yes, they deserve to be killed because of what they have done. And again, no one can go and just go and kill them in public. No, there is a process. Because if there was no process, if there was no law and order, then whose life would be safe today? We see that people who do take the law in their own hand, who don't respect law, neither the law of Allah nor the law of people, what happens? Who do they leave? Who do they spare? Nobody. Woman qutila mazluman. And whoever is killed mazluman, unjustly. He was mazlum. Meaning, zulm was done on him. How? By his life being taken away from him. Whoever is killed unjustly, faqad ja'alna. Then we have made. Liwalihihi for his heir. For his heirs, Allah has made sultanan. An authority. Meaning Allah has given the heirs the authority to take revenge. They can take revenge. How? We learned about the law of Qisas earlier. That there's different options. If a person has been killed unjustly, then the killer, the murderer, he has to be punished. How? With the law of Qisas. And the choice is given to who? To the heirs, that they decide what they'd like to do. They have three options. Either they can forgive the murderer completely, or they say, no, he killed our son, 
we don't want him to live and breathe just like our son is not living and breathing he made us suffer he made our son suffer we want him to suffer so equal punishment and what is that the punishment exactly like the crime he killed he will be killed in return he took somebody's life away his life will be taken away from him he doesn't deserve to live because if he's killed one person now how easy will it be for him to go kill five more to go kill 50 more so this is one option that they can say that okay he killed our son we want to kill him okay what's the third option that they say okay uh, we understand that mistakes happen he was really angry and he killed our son hopefully he's a good person he has a good reputation otherwise we understand it was a genuine mistake so you know what we won't kill him meaning we don't want his life to be taken away we spare his life however he has to compensate us monetarily he has to compensate us with a big hefty fine and who's going to give that fine that blood money the murderer and if he cannot give it himself then his family have to come together and pay the family of the one who was killed so waman qutila mazluman faqad ja'alna li waliyhi sultanan so because he has been given the authority to take revenge allah says fala yusrif fil qatl he should not do israf in killing who the wali the heir the family they should not do israf in killing killing who the murderer meaning when taking revenge if they choose the option of qisas then they're not going to do israf what is israf to exceed limits to go beyond the limit so for example they cannot say that oh you know what this guy killed our son so okay the judge ruled that he can be killed you know what we're going to kill him and his father and his son and his brother the entire family this is what israf al qatl you're not allowed to do that la yusrif al qatl likewise israf al qatl some have said that for example they say no no we spare your life we'll just take the blood money they take the blood money and then they hire an assassin and they say kill him you understand so they're taking the blood money and they're also killing him secretly another way of israf could be that the person is killed and then his body is mutilated la yusrif al qatl don't exceed the bounds yes you're angry you're hurt but control yourself allah has taken your side by giving you the authority to take revenge so when you've been given a right to take revenge then calm down fala yusrif al qatl innahu kana mansura because he's being helped who's being helped the family of the person who was murdered they're being helped by the law in this dunya and if there was so much injustice that you weren't even given the authority to take revenge like it happens that the murderer he escapes you can't find him or even if you do find him you know he has so much power that who are you to question who are you to take him to court you take him to court he doesn't even show up right so innahu kana mansura don't worry you will be helped if not in dunya definitely in the akhirah this is why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that the first of affairs to be judged between people on the day of judgment are those involving the spilling of blood the first case is to be resolved on the day of judgment the disputes between people which cases are they of murder of killing can you imagine what does that show to us how important human life is to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how sacred human life is that if it was violated if someone's life was taken away unjustly 
then you know what? This is going to be one of the first matters to be resolved on the day of judgment. وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا And do not even go near مَالَ الْيَتِيمِ The wealth of the orphan. The property of an orphan, Allah says, don't go near it. Why? Because if you'll go near it, you'll be tempted to take some of it. And that orphan child, what can he do to defend himself? To defend his property. So you know what? Keep away. Don't even look at it. Don't even set your eyes on it. Keep away. And this shows to us that if we find this greed in our heart for money, for things, then you know what? Keep away from them. Why? For your own good. If you can afford them, good for you. But if you cannot afford them, then don't even go near them. You know, for example, a person goes into a store, clothing store, and they say, nice socks. Oh, I love them. They're so nice. They look so good. I'd love to have a pair. And then they look at the price tag, $20 for two pairs of socks. Too expensive. So they're like, wait, I have an idea. Let me get a dress and go in the change room. And you know what I'll do? I'll pretend like I am wearing this dress, but I'm going to take the tags off of the socks. I mean, they don't have those thingies, right? Which when you walk out with, out of the store, it's going to start you know, making noise. So you see what happened? When a person set his eyes on something he could not afford and he was tempted, it made him commit theft. You understand? So, لا تقربوا Don't even go near these things. Earlier we were told, لا تقربوا zina. Don't even go near zina. When you find a weakness in yourself with respect to a particular thing, keep away from it. You know about the hypocrites, we learned that on the Day of Judgment, they will be told, وَلَكِنَّكُمْ فَتَنْتُمْ أَنفُسَكُمْ You put yourselves in fitna. You put yourselves in situations where you became weak and you couldn't hold yourself back. You put yourself in temptation. So keep away from it as much as you are able. So, لَا تَقْرَبُوا مَالَ الْيَتِيمِ Don't even go near the wealth of the orphan. Who is an orphan? A child who has not yet reached the age of puberty and their father has passed away. Now what does that mean? When their father has passed away, they've inherited so much money. Right? Whatever their father left, they've inherited it. So don't go near it. Illa except billati in that way, here it is ahsan, best. And what is that best way? That you're going only to look after the orphan's property, to invest it, to preserve it, to protect it, hatta until yabulugha he reaches, meaning the child, the orphan child reaches ashuddahu, his maturity. Meaning once he reaches the age of maturity, then give the wealth of the orphan back to him. وَأَوْفُوا بِالْعَهْدِ And fulfill the promises, the commitments. Why? Because إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْؤُولَ Indeed, the promises, your commitments, كَانَ مَسْؤُولَ They're definitely going to be questioned about. Allah is going to question you about the promises that you made. So for example, with the orphan, he's promised. You know, it's all written in legal terms that when he will reach this age, he will get this back. And then what happens? When the child realizes, oh, I'm supposed to be having this much money, and he goes to the uncle and says, oh, where's my money? He says, yeah, whatever, go away. Fulfill the promise. Because Allah is going to question you about the promises that you have made with people. About the commitments that you have made with people. Whether those people are orphans, 
or they are your co-workers, or they are your employer, or they are your parents, your friends, your spouse, even your children. If you make a promise, you better fulfill it. Because if we don't fulfill it today, we cheat them, then who is going to question us about it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When? On the Day of Judgment. And we will have to give them something as compensation. And what is it that we can give to people as compensation on the Day of Judgment? Money? Good deeds. إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْؤُولًا So preserve your good deeds. Fulfill commitments. وَأَوْفُ الْكَيْلِ And give full measure. أَوْفُ وَوْفَ يَا وَفَ To fulfill. So fill the measure. Meaning when you are giving somebody something according to a particular measure. So for example, somebody is selling, you know, for instance, one cup of a particular ingredient. Then they better make sure that it is actually one cup and not three quarters. وَأَوْفُ الْكَيْلِ when it's supposed to be a cup of coffee, make sure it's a cup of coffee and not half a cup of coffee. Awful kail. Fulfill the measure. Ida kiltum. When you do measure. Wazinu and weigh. Zinu from the root letters, wow zainun. Because wow at the beginning is harf illa, right? Wow alif ya. Remember harf illa? What happens to it? Illa is like a disease. So it's diseased, it's ill. So what happens? It either changes its form, wow turns into alif or ya, or it's completely eliminated. Alright? So, zinu, it's actually, uh, there is supposed to be a wow at the beginning. The wow that you see, wa, it means and. This is harf atf. So, wazin, wow zainun. And what does wazin mean? Wait. So, wazinu and way bil qistas. With the qistas. What is qistas? A balance. A scale. It's from qist. Qaf, seen, ta. What is qist? Justice. Why is a scale used? For the purpose of justice. Right? So, wazinu bil qistas with a scale, with a balance that is al-mustaqim, that is straight, that is proper, that is even. Meaning, don't use a faulty balance, a faulty scale. Make sure that it is not faulty. It is mustaqim. What does this mean? What does this mean? You know, let's say you have meat and you want it to weigh one pound, for instance. Alright? But you don't want to put the wet, you know, bloody pieces of meat on your scale. So what do you do? You take a bowl, right? And you put the meat in the bowl and then you put the bowl on the scale, right? But what happens? the total weight that you get, it's going to have the weight of the bowl also. But you have to kind of exclude that. So what can you do? You turn the scale on, you put the bowl. It tells you how much the bowl weighs. And then you press this button, okay, which will take the weight back to zero. And then you add the meat. And then it will tell you how much the weight of the meat is. This is what? Al-Qistas al-Mustaqim. However, if a person doesn't do that and he says, yeah, yeah, the weight of the bowl is already included and he doesn't do that and he just puts the bowl and the weight that he gets at the end includes the weight of the bowl, did he get the right amount of meat? No. That's not fair. So, وَزِنُوا بِالْقِسْطَاسِ mustaqim. Don't cheat others when you're weighing things for them. Don't cheat others when you're weighing things for them. وَزِنُوا بِالْقِسْطَاسِ mustaqim. So, both things are mentioned. When you're measuring... The length, the volume, 
be just and fair. When you're weighing, again, be just and fair. ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ That is better. وَأَحْسَنُ تَأْوِيلًا And it is أَحْسَن It is good. It is best in تَأْوِيل What is تَأْوِيل? Interpretation. تَأْوِيل Hamza waulam awl is to return to origin. And this is done in two ways. Through ilm, through knowledge. So for example, ta'wil is used for interpretation, like you're interpreting the meaning of something. Because you're telling them about what it originally means. What's the intent? This is interpretation. And then ta'wil is also through amal, through action. Meaning you carry out, you actualize what was supposed to be done. Alright? And when you actualize, you carry it out, you take it to its ultimate result. So ta'wil also means result, consequence. So it will be best with regards to consequence, meaning it will produce the best results. What will produce best results? Honesty. Honesty when you're dealing with others. Fairness when you're dealing with others. This will produce the best results in the long run. What happens is that for a little bit of benefit, a person thinks, you know what, if I cheat this person, he won't even know. They won't even realize. And I can you know, get some extra benefit out of them. I can make a few dollars here. I can save a few dollars here. But what will happen? You can cheat them three, four, five times. And then one day when they go to a different store and they get more for the same money, they will know that you're cheating them. Will you keep them as a customer? Will you lose them? You will lose them. So what is better? Saving a few dollars? Making a few dollars, extra dollars, or keeping that customer forever? What's better? Keeping that customer, right? Ahsanu ta'wila. Likewise, when we're dealing with children, sometimes we bribe them constantly. You know, you do this, I'll give you a candy. The child listens and you're like, no candy for you. Have you seen the amount of cavities you have in your teeth? This is not fair. If you said that you're going to give it, give it. Be fair. Be honest. Be just. What's going to happen if you keep dealing with the child in this way? He's going to listen to you maybe three or four times. And then after that, He's going to say, whatever. I'm not going to listen to you. So any relationship, any kind of benefit that you want, how should you get it? What's the best way? Through honesty. Because if a person is dishonest, he's not going to get good results. وَلَا تَقْفُوا And do not pursue مَا that which لَيْسَ It is not لَكَ for you بِهِ with it عِلْمٌ any knowledge. Meaning, when you do not have knowledge of something, don't follow it. Don't pursue it. Taqfu qafa wow qafa. Qafa is basically the neck. When you're following somebody, what do you see? Their neck. Alright? So this is why this word is used for ittibar, following. So do not follow that which you have no knowledge of. What does it mean? Meaning if you don't know about something, then don't Follow it blindly. Don't do that. In the samra, indeed the hearing, wal basara, and the sight, the vision, wal fuad, and the heart, kullu ulaika kana anhu mas'ula. All of them are going to be questioned about. Meaning Allah is going to question you. I gave you eyes, I gave you ears, I gave you a heart. Why did you not use them before you followed somebody? Why did you blindly follow them? Why did you do something just because the whole world was doing it? Did you not have eyes to see with? Did you not have ears to hear with? Did you not have a heart to process the information that you received? 
Allah is going to question us about these faculties because He didn't give us these faculties, these abilities just for the purpose of entertainment, just for the purpose of enjoyment. No. It's so that we look, we see, we hear, we reflect, and then we see. Is it really worth following? Is this person really upon the haq? Should I really follow them? Should I really do what they're telling me to do? إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا Also this ayah means that لَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ Meaning don't pursue that which you don't know about. Meaning when you don't know about something, when you are ignorant of something, don't pursue it and don't start talking about it. Because Allah is going to question you about what you said, about what you heard, about what you saw, about your heart. So don't assume without looking. Don't assume without listening. And don't open your mouth just on the basis of assumption. Because you'll be asked about what you said, you'll be asked about what you thought. Ibn Abbas anhu he said about this ayah that do not accuse of that which you have no knowledge of. Do not accuse of that which you have no knowledge of. So for example, you see your friend at school sitting across the table from a man. Some people, what do they do? They instantly assume, she has a boyfriend. Oh, so this is what's been going on. Really? You just saw from one side. Okay? And there was a pillar in between because of which you could not see the third person sitting at the same table. You don't know that they're sitting together for a school project. But you're assuming that she has a boyfriend. And something is going on. No, don't assume. Don't accuse without knowledge. Don't do that. Use your ears, use your eyes, use your heart, and use them wisely. Think before you pursue something. Is it really your business to be thinking about somebody's relationships? Is it really your business to find out about what's going on and what people are talking about at a particular table? No, if it has nothing to do with you, mind your own business. These eyes, these ears, we don't have them forever. We don't have them forever. Use them wisely. Use them for things that really, truly matter. That really matter. Recently, I met this person who was telling me about a family member of theirs who got sick one day. They had really high fever and they became deaf. So literally, they cannot hear. No surgery can help them. Nothing can help them. Literally, they've lost their hearing. How? Just because of a high fever. They look perfectly normal from the outside because they don't even have those hearing aids. Because they cannot hear. No hearing aid is going to help them. And when they were telling me about this, really I felt, these ears, we don't know when we're going to lose them. So really use them for something that actually matters. Why waste your time listening to other people's conversations that will have no effect on your life, that you've got nothing to do with. Listen to something else that's actually going to benefit you. Listen to people who are talking to you whom you're constantly ignoring. Instead of listening to people who are trying to have a private conversation and you're constantly interfering. إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا Qatada said that do not say about something 
I have seen when you did not see it. Or do not say that I have heard when you didn't actually hear it yourself. Do not say that I know when you don't know about it. Because Allah will question you about that. Because sometimes, just to prove that we are right, what do we say? I heard. Yeah, yeah, they were saying this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw. I saw myself. Whereas we didn't really see. We didn't really hear. So what do we learn from this ayah? Don't follow blindly. Use these eyes, ears, hearts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And secondly, use them wisely. Allah has given them to us for a reason. Use them productively. The verse also includes like celebrity magazines, like you get like MSN or Yahoo News, or even like on Spark Notes when you're doing your English homework on the side. They have all of this, oh, this celebrity wore this and wore that and did this and did that. Like it, we waste so much time on yeah, it. Forget about those celebrities, even uh, Muslim celebrities. I mean, the kind of things people wonder about them, the kind of things people are curious of concerning their personal lives, it's amazing. It's amazing how sometimes you're looking for a particular article or a particular lecture by someone and as you're Googling, what happens? You know, the suggestions that come up, so-and-so's husband, so-and-so's marriage, so-and-so, divorce. Really? If those are the top suggestions, what does that mean? This is what people are searching for. This is what people are interested in. Don't do that. Don't do that. So what if they're married? What does that have to do with you? Seriously. And what if they have five children? What does that have to do with you? And what if they're divorced? What does that have to do with you? That's their personal life. Leave them. Stop harassing people. You know, small minds talk about who? Other people. That's what they're interested in. They're not interested in what they are saying, what people are talking about, what they're telling and what they're teaching and the kind of work they're doing. No. What are they concerned about? The person, the individual. So let's start using these abilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us for, for good causes. Let's listen to the recitation of these ayat. وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَمَنْ قُتِلَ مَظْلُومًا فَقَدْ جَعَلْنَا لِوَلِيهِ سُلْطَانًا فَلَا يُسْرِفْ فِي الْقَتْلِ إِنَّهُ كَانَ مَنْصُورًا وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا مَالَ الْيَتِيمِ إِلَّا بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ حَتَّى يَبْلُغَ أَشُدَّهُ وَأَوْفُوا بِالْعَهْدِ إِنَّ الْعَهْدَ كَانَ مَسْئُولًا وَأَوْفُوا الْكَيْلَ إِذَا كِلْتُمْ وَزِنُوا بِالْقِسْطَاسِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ وَأَحْسَنُ تَأْوِيلًا وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٌ إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْئُولًا 